everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. How you doing, Bren? Oh, it's been a week, and somehow, through all the bullshit, I've actually played some new games, which is oh. even more rare. That is rare. I mean, it's been quite a while since I've heard you be like, yeah, I'm playing some new stuff, so that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, things outside of the gaming sphere uh, good in your Braniverse? Uh, I won't annoy listeners with my horseshit. <laughs> um, God, the other podcast I'm enjoying that we're hitting some, we're hitting both uh, column A of like the classic good stuff and column B of just, just awful, awful fucking anime. Um, play more D and D and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> I bitch enough on this show as this. So I won't weigh them down. It's shits happening outside of of the podcast life for me, and it's not great. But video games are actually helping with that. Yeah, it sounds like there's a, a balance there, so that's good. Yeah, and we'll get to it in show topics. Uh, there's a lot of shit happening in the video game universe that's real bad for a lot of other people. <laughs> so, Oh, no. Yeah, surprise, surprise, it's going to be a bummer episode with me. Oh, uh, it happens. Um, <laughs> How about yeah, you? For, anyone, uh, for me, nothing too new. Uh, cat's doing good. I think I talked about ha- adopting a kitten on a previous episode. His yeah. name's Reginald. I remember not having a name for him, like an, a, a like solid name. We were still up debating about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, his official name is Reggie, and he's Reg- a blast. He's really fun. All right. Uh, is it Reggie after Reggie Fizeme, or is it Reggie after Reggie Watts? I'd say more Reggie Watts. It was just kind <laughs> of like, the thing is... And I kind of gave this origin story previously, but his name was Buffington in the shelter. And I'm like, that's really, <laughs> that's too good not to do something with. So I was like, how do I make it sound like just very like nighty, nightly or something? So I went, Sir Reginald Buffington. And then that just <laughs> stuck. And I was like, okay, we're just going to call you Reggie. And I do feel like it is paying homage to Reggie Watts, one of our previous guests. He's one of my favorite comedians and such a swell guy. <laughs> Oh, God. I was really hoping for Bramble Pelt. I knew that probably wasn't going to happen. But <laughs> Yeah, no. I would love to do him a Bim Bam thing, but I feel like, I, I don't know, maybe the next cat or dog. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it's always funny naming animals and pets either something that's extremely long, like uh, Reginald Buffing- Sir Reginald Buffington like the third <laughs> or something, a huge title, or yep. naming them just human names. It's like, oh, what's your dog's name? It's like Kevin. Yeah, no, that's what Lauren was advocating for a lot of those. I can't remember exactly. Rory and uh, Corey and uh, Gary. Like, I guess that's a SpongeBob thing. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that yeah. makes sense with Meows. Yeah. Uh, but it's always funny because it's like, oh, no, Gary shit on the carpet. And if anyone doesn't know that's your cat, it sounds real weird. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, good times. Mm-hmm. But, um... This is a video game podcast for anybody who is new. I'm not sure if we ever get new listeners, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I would say, I hope not, because you're just jumping it right into our maelstrom of like stream of consciousness now, because we've done it so long. Yeah. But I also wouldn't say, like, hey, go back and listen to the beginnings, because A, you don't really need to, and B, you really shouldn't. No, uh, <laughs> but there's a couple oldies where you can pick up some good uh, inside jokes and understand what the fuck we're talking about half the time. Mm-hmm. But... That's the thing. You're better off just checking out the interviews and stuff if you haven't already. Um, but as far as the games I've been playing, it's nothing new for me. So I, I guess I'll go first and we'll uh, get to you with like the newer stuff. Uh, sure. I'm still, oh, no, I 
beat Kingdom Hearts 3. And it's like, it feels so good <laughs> to finally say that, that I can go online, like, and be free and just, like, spoilers. browse the spoilers and not, like, have any concerns. Because even early on, as I'm, like, halfway through the game, like, close friends were posting on Facebook, like, that Kingdom Hearts 3 ending, though. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta avoid this <laughs> gotta shit. hurry up. So, exactly. So, it was everything I ever wanted it to be. And I was, I was very concerned because I said on a previous episode, I'm like, oh, well, everyone's giving it bad reviews. Does that mean the ending's gonna suck? It didn't suck. It was, it was very climactic. It was fucking insane. I, f- I feel like the ending of Kingdom Hearts 2 was like gonna be incredibly hard to top. And somehow, miraculously, they fucking did it. It was absolutely <laughs> insane what you end up going through. I personally love it. I definitely intend on playing it all the way through again. But the end sequence is like fucking cutscenes are playing and shit. I swear to God, I'm straight. Like there's tears rolling down my face, like uncontrollably. <laughs> I'm not like sobbing or anything, but like literally they're coming out of my eyes and I don't have control over it. And I think it was just like my inner kid just being like, this is it. Like, it finally happened, dude. Like, what we wanted this for fucking 14 years. And it was, like, everything I wanted. But there's a huge but. but. Like, yeah, huge but to the point where it's just, like, I remember this game being advertised as the conclusion to the franchise. And this is, like, very much, like, going to be, like, the end of the story oh, for Sora. Dude, Cl- there's the biggest cliffhanger to the point where, <laughs> to the point where it's just, like... It's uh, like unforgivably like are you kidding me? And that's why I haven't even actually had a conversation with any other like real Kingdom Hearts fans that have experienced it to be like what the actual fuck because I don't know how to react to it. I'm kind of okay with it because it leaves the door open for more, but if they're never going to actually open that door for more, then that's fucked is all fuck. It's literally almost as bad as like the cliffhanger ending to the series, the HBO series, uh, Bored Surprise. to Death. It was one of my favorite TV shows. Very funny. Uh, it was just a blast. But yeah. that show ended on the absolute worst note that a <laughs> show could possibly end. It actually ended like, it was like in a weird, like incest way where like he's oh. actually in love with his sister. It was very much like Star Wars and, oh. but then like, and there was no resolution. He's like literally dancing with his sister as like the show like fades to black. And they make it seem like there's going to be a next season where like they're going to fix this and that's really fucked up. But there was never a next season because they got canceled. So it was like, what a way to end that. I'm not saying that's what's going on in Kingdom Hearts 3. But it was maybe this is a bad comparison, but it just felt horrible. It felt absolutely trashy. But in, in for them to do that to us, because there's, ah, oh man, we're 100% going to have a full-blown spoiler cast over this, and oh, I've already God. talked to Amanda and Corey from One Track Gamers, and they are on board. I'll see if anyone else that is an actual fan, maybe you, so you can actually talk some sense into us and play Devil's Advocate. I'm not sure. Uh, that, that would be a rough one. A friend of mine uh, showed there's, like, the orchestra playing, like, the soundtrack to Kingdom Hearts, like, out here in LA, I think in, like, April or something. And a friend of mine sent it, like, oh, you want to go? And I was like, for the love of Christ, for the sake of our friendship, don't make me do this. <laughs> don't take me to that thing. Yeah, but it, at least it's just the orchestra. You don't have to worry about lore or story or anything. But, oh, yeah. that's that's another thing I need to say about the ending of Kingdom Hearts 3. It literally made, like, I don't want to say brought everything together and made sense, because there's still plenty of questions <laughs> to be answered, I'm sure. But what it did do was confirm that every single offshoot 
was essential to the actual story of this game because it brought every single character from all those offshoot games together. But was that is that just them actually trying to connect the story they already had yeah, planned the whole they time? Somehow, it- yes, they somehow, in a way, tangibly made it so all of these fucking insane scattered nodes are like, nah, they're all connected. Trust us. And it, 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 it like it was it was actually mind blowing to me because I'm like, they did it. I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I'm like, I didn't think the fact that there were so many offshoots. I'm like, how can you maintain a cohesive storyline? This made it seem like that. I don't, I agree. I I full heartedly agree. I think it it was a stretch, but they somehow presented it in a way where it seemed like it worked. And I was like, okay with it. Um, and the, but even that, that even includes that mobile game union cross (laughs) or X or whatever that I have still installed on my phone. I never play it. I always get notifications and ignore it. But it's just, I don't know, that game doesn't look good to me at all as far as, like, graphically, it looks very kiddish and strange, but they bring that all together even into Kingdom Hearts 3. It's so bizarre how everything is connected for this, and it does feel like the ultimate conclusion, but... There's that thing that I can't say without spoiling, and it's a massive spoiler. So I'm so glad I beat the game without someone being like, "Oh, by the oh, way, blank." It's yeah. like that would have fucked me, dude, because th- this is a big one. Like, it's just say if it is or not, because these are just the super obvious ones. A is Sora dead the whole time, or B is he in a coma and this is all a dream? No, you're okay. luckily it's neither it's of those super okay. cliche, but it is something like guessable. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. It's scary. Riku's Sora's father. Oh, um, no. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. But I, I like to imagine, like, you were crying, like, like, serious blackout in Harry Potter, like, not because it was, like, it was a beautiful ending, because it's, like, it's finally over after 12 long I think, years. No, it really felt like that, too. It was a mix of all of these emotions. I think that's why, like, my body just couldn't handle the emotions happening. I was like, this is it. And it was, it was so good. Uh, I know I've probably cried at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 because that was just such a magical, like, they did it, like, they're back on the island together. It was just, like, everyone's just happy as fuck. There's, like, a similar kind of scene in the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, and that was just very joyful. I highly recommend the game. I don't really understand the (laughs) negative criticisms. I'm going to have to look into really reading some of those because I haven't really dived into the opinions just yet. But I'm interested to get to the spoiler cast with our friends from One Track Gamers because that'll be a total blast. Yeah, I, I mean, I will understand. It's this is this game is impossible to not be biased in any way for you yeah. for being for it, people for being against it. Yep. So you saying I can't understand how people can have to make a person <laughs> like that doesn't matter. You're so into it. You played every fucking game like twice over. You been right. all like in the last like year. Like you're so on board with Kingdom Hearts three. Like you can't see a like you're too far in. I'm blind. And yeah, you're. Yep. Like we said before, there's plenty of people who are only playing the third one. There's plenty of streamers that did that for like the comedic value of like, I don't know what this is. And then there's a lot of reviewers who did it because they were children when the other games came out and like didn't have a coherent thought about it and only played the third one and had to do it for their job. So like there's plenty of reason why people would have negative opinions about it. I knew a kid in like high school who said like, oh, I didn't like Mass Effect 2. I thought it sucked. I was like, well, did you play the first one? He's like, no. I was like, well, fucking there you go. (laughs) And that's a game where your choices matter in the first one into the second one. So like he missed half the game by not doing it. So, but like, so I can understand the, even not even looking at the reviews, I can understand where people complain about it. I'm almost positive a big complaint is the combat because it's always just mash X. No matter what you do, X is just the easiest thing to just combo through. Um. 
I'm sure the complaints are to the Disney worlds that don't really matter to the story at all. Like, there's a Kingdom Hearts story that happens to be filled with cameos from Disney characters. That's always been a complaint of the series. So I'm sure the complaints in the third one are probably the complaints that have been in all of them. Right. But, yeah, it's... I think oh, it's made man. for the fans, though, like we established It's, it's a fan already. game. Yeah. yeah, and if you happen to be someone like me that is diehard, I can't imagine you not liking it because it's so it lived up to my expectations god damn it was epic i already want to play it again that's how good it was i without even playing it i can say i'm already a little disappointed in it just because they didn't uh integrate any of the disney channel original movies into the game because like (laughs) smart house (laughs) you can summon pat from smart house you can go to the can of worm can of worms world you can fight heartless protozoa and the microbes from xenon the girl of the 21st century like, oh man, I'm those very deep unfamiliar dizzy with cuts. that channel. Oh man. Oh, I want those. Don't look under the bed. You get Frankie as an ally from Don't Look Under the Bed and you fight the boogeyman. Come on. Those are the well, deep, like, just make that a mobile game and just do all Disney Channel movies. I'll fucking buy that. Oh, well, I was recently listening to the latest episode of Gamers Without Borders, our friend Nick and Greg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg was saying he was playing some Disney game. I think it was like Disneyland Adventures, and he said it was almost like a Kingdom Hearts like offshoot. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God, just because of all the, like, the different Disney stuff you can do. Oh, um, my God. Imagine someone walking around Disneyland or Disney World in costume as Sora. Like, they integrate him into the parks. That would like, I wouldn't be against that. In fact, no, there was some kind of like J- Japan has a hotel where in Disneyland there they have like you can use a keyblade to unlock your <laughs> hotel room or something. But that's literally the extent of it. That yeah. I don't think they have anything else. Oh man, it's so nuts. It's it's over. But yeah. is is it actually like you thought it was where it was like the two point nine? Like this isn't like yeah, no, this is like thing. three point like or it's like yeah, I don't even understand where we are as far as their numbers system, but it feels like four could be a thing. I'm not sure if they're gonna cross that. <laughs> It'll take twenty five years bridge. to make. Yeah, I'm not sure, but th- they had they're okay, and that's another thing I have to say. There's a secret ending I don't think I unlocked, but mm-hmm. I was watching uh, uh one guy explain one of these endings that I did see. And it's just so convoluted. In fact, it's bringing together, like, really deep lore about the Keyblade Wars that it's just like, I feel like none of this really matters. It's just really... No, and I just, I'm more interested in Sora and Kyrie and th- uh, that cast of characters, Sora, Kyrie, and Riku, and yeah, sure, Mickey and the Disney cast, and <laughs> any Final Fantasy people they run into, they're fun. But, oh man, it's just... Though I can't, I do not want to spoil anything because it is such a a big one. But it's still, yeah, it's still fresh. They they left it at such a weird point where if you are a diehard fan, like your heart's in your stomach, and you're, but you're still enjoying the end of the game. But you're like, but what about blank? And it's like, yeah, there's some big question there. Jimothy Cricket gets a Keyblade. Oh, that would be He's cool, actually. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, now you can watch all of those Kingdom Hearts summaries of, like, the full franchise videos. Yeah. See if, like, how much it covers and see if there's anything you missed. Because, The only God game damn. I did not play was Dream Drop Distance, and I started it, maybe got an hour or two into it, but I know I didn't get far enough to complete the story, so I'm going to revisit that at some point. I'm not sure I'm ever going to platinum that one. I know I'm not going to platinum birth by sleep or fucking chain of memories i'm just gonna give up it's it is just straight torture because of how like insane the trophies are they really it's like oh like kill like ten thousand heartless that could be an exaggeration but still it's just like man that stuff you don't hit unless you've just played 
exponentially long. Oh, man. I loved seeing in our Slack uh, channel of you just losing your mind playing through those games. Like, this game sucks. It's not even a good game. It's not even a good Kingdom Hearts game. Like, just you progressively falling further and further down into the insanity that is Kingdom Hearts. And then they brought me right back. It's weird. It's <laughs> it's absolutely insane because I was, as the weight was like, it was drawing closer. I was still just like, no, you guys made me so bitter. I'm not, I, I don't even, I'm going to cancel my pre-order. <laughs> no, not take it that far. But I, I was bitter about it. But man, it was the game I wanted. So I'm not going to say it was worth the wait, but I will say <laughs> it is a great game. And I wish it could have came out sooner. I look forward to it being summarized on a Netflix live action movie. Oh, God. It would be cool to have them like put all just the cutscenes together and be like, "It's a movie." So, that would be like but, a week long. Yeah, that, that would take be forever. A shitload. Uh, but that was my Kingdom Hearts three update. Just to let everyone know, I did beat it. It was great. Hopefully, you agree and let me know what you guys think in our Twitter or wherever. Um, <laughs> the other game I did play is another one I mentioned previously was Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch. It's the mobile game. It's pretty fucking cool. Haven't spent a dime on it yet. And I'm making some good progress. Last time I was on the show, I was saying I was like level 12. I think I'm 19 now. So like things are starting to take a lot longer to level up, but it is just like I said, if you just have an, like any amount of time to kill and you just feel like trying to build your park, you can continually make progress and uh, have a fun time. It doesn't really limit you in many ways. In fact, let's say you run out of money or like gold coins, like buy certain rides and shit there's like an option to play like a mini game or watch an ad or something to earn gold coins or if you use this other currency there's like a million different in-game currencies but the way the game ends up panning out like you get rewarded with certain ones that it's like oh well i did i leveled up so it gave me a certain amount of tickets oh i can use 10 tickets to buy four hundred thousand gold coins which i can then use to buy some kind of roller coaster so it's all like a big management thing like i did say about this there's a shitload of like menu options so you're it's a little complex but once you get the hang of it uh i definitely recommend the tutorial then you will get the hang of it and have fun i this game's a blast i i think people that are interested in spending money on mobile games this is one that you'd probably be able to drop a couple bucks and really progress a lot faster probably get to where I'm at in no time, but I'm pretty happy at the, the slow pace that I'm taking it. I'm, uh, I got a pretty decent park. I have, uh, one wooden roller coaster, a drop tower and a bunch of shit. There's all sorts of like food stands and, uh, t-shirt shops. And, uh, you have to maintain like with janitors and information booths and they all have different ranges. So like some people in different parts of the park will be like, Oh, this area is dirty. And it's because you don't have a janitor within the certain range. So it's definitely a whole management thing, but it is very much roller, roller coaster tycoon. God, I always say roller roller coaster. (laughs) God damn it. Roller coaster tycoon. (laughs) The fact that they don't have a roller coaster in that game that looks like a toaster is a big miss. Yeah, that is a miss. Roller coaster raccoon. I think that would be a good game. (laughs) It's uh, the sequel to uh, what? Donut County. There we go. (laughs) There's a bunch (laughs) of raccoons in that game. You can play as, um, geez, but yeah, I definitely recommend that. I'm surprised there isn't, especially with like the switch being as mobile as it is. Like, I feel like Roller Coaster Tycoon and those management games would be good on mobile, but I feel like the phone would be a bit too small, so they'd be really good on like tablets or the Switch. Yeah, no, it would definitely be better on that kind of a uh, 
uh, console, but the thing is that they have everything scaled down to phone size, so it it feels like pretty good in your hands. But I agree, like as far as if you want to, you can like zoom in and stuff. So it, it definitely has like a good interface. But yeah, no, I think on a console it definitely excel. Yeah, I was thinking about it this week. I've never been tempted to buy a tablet or iPad or anything. I've just never needed to. But the closest I've come to is buying one just for D and D. Just to keep track of all my shit and character stuff. For sure, dude. The automated ones. I have a little app on my phone, and I use it as like a guide if I make a character. Because there's plenty of stuff I miss where I'm like, oh, when did I get this? Oh, it's because of this. And the like, you know, the program does it for me, and it's because there's just so much shit. Yeah. But oh man. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I, uh, you mentioned you've been playing some games. Anything new or just some of the old regulars? Uh, still. Overwatch, I, I hate it. It's <laughs> there's, I guess Overwatch League started up again, so they had an update, and now it's buggy and broken again because that's just what Overwatch is now. Um, <laughs> but they still got the other event going. Uh, tried Bayonetta again. It just, I don't know. I guess I'm just not in the mood for it or something. And it's it those, those cutscenes just take so long. It really just takes me out of it. Um, oh, you reminded me of something, but I'll get to it later. <laughs> okay, uh, more Mushroom Eleven. That one, I want to say maybe I'm like chapter like eight or so on that one. I don't know how long it is. That one I might be coming to an end on because like I really enjoy it. It's a really neat, cool idea for a platformer too, but it's all physics puzzle based and your only control is destroying the mushroom as it grows in one direction or another or the fungus rather. So like it's all puzzle, precise puzzle based uh, or precise physics based puzzles. And you have very little control over it. So they get really irritating really quick and take a long amount of time. And it's like, oh, and you fucked up. It's all gone. All that works over. Yeah, start from square one. So it's just like, ugh. With so little control in the game, it's yeah. just like, it's tough to keep going. I'm really enjoying it. I really like it. And it's like 15 bucks full price, maybe. Maybe even cheaper than that. And I definitely think it's worth your uh, while if you like platformers and like cool game jam games. But yeah. I don't know if I'll beat it just because, like, they get some really creative bosses at the end of each level, but they're always really infuriating. And there's no story. Like, you're just, it's just a platformer and you just get to the other end. So, like, I'm not super invested in it. And with these other games, I might be just moving on uh, sooner okay. or later. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and I haven't played it yet, but I got the DLC that came out on Valentine's Day for Monster Prom. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah, they had a DLC, and the game was on sale on Valentine's Day, and then the DLC was. So it was like five bucks, like, you know, a day one launch of DLC. Nice. And it's not just, like, costumes. Like, they've done that before where it's, like, seasonal, like, the characters have, like, winter clothes or summer clothes, and that was just a free update because it, it didn't change too much. Um, but with the DLC, it's, like, a bunch of new characters, a bunch of secret endings, like, monster prompts full of secret shit. That, like, if you buy an item, you unlock that ending. If you buy that item and give it to this one person, you unlock that. If you buy an item, don't give it to that person. Give it to the other person or just save it until the end. You get a new... Like, for how little agency you actually have in the game, it's just, like, choosing, you know, between two choices, maybe four choices sometimes, and what items to uh, buy and, like, what classes to go to. Yeah. Like, it feels like you don't really have much choice, but it just, like, cascades into so many other events that unlock other stuff and secret characters and secret people you can like romance and stuff. And it's just, 
really cool and it's just like the artwork's beautiful and it's just like a small dev team and just like a really neat idea and they're just like it's they're just leaning into the tropes and cheesiness of it of like full throttle and i respect the hell out of that anyone who yeah, does that totally. so like i don't know how much i'll even play of it i think i maybe have like an hour and a half of it total played um and i probably won't be playing it too much it is fun with friends but it's kind of a grind by yourself yeah uh, you can luckily skip through most of it um so i don't know how much i'll play but i'm just happy to support uh the devs yeah um, that sounds solid as hell yeah it's really cool and like we've talked about it before it's set up where you can play with other friends online um but even if you just have like a way to stream it or just screen share with like four other people one person can have it and you can just screen share with it and then that one person can just make the, all the choices, you know, for the other players. Yeah, so they don't have to fun. buy it. Yeah, so it works out well. But I would recommend buying it because, yeah, it's a small team and they just, they're doing amazing work and they're just really catering to the community and they're putting up like fan art and stuff. And there's in the game, there's little photos of like uh, the monsters and stuff throughout the game, like in candid moments. And they sell actual like uh, Polaroid pictures like that. Oh, that's uh, cool. And they just do a bunch of stuff. They're really active in their own community and really cater to it. So it's just, Really supporting them. Uh, wanted to support them. Um, same with uh, Wander Song. I talked about it before. Yeah. I watched the stream of it all, and I fucking loved it so much. It's probably one of my favorite games I've never played. And I just felt bad by watching it all, because it is... It's like three people made the whole game. And it's such a fucking, like, loving, caring project. They put so much work and attention to. And it's like, all oh, the music in it's amazing. And I just bought, like, three copies and just started giving them out to people. That's cool. It's only like twenty bucks at full price, and nice. I found it on like humble bundle for sale. So I'm just like, I just wanted to give back to the developers in some way, even if I wasn't playing it myself. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and the last game I played is actually Apex Legends. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> A buddy of mine got into it, and it's free. Um, and he started playing it on PS4, but you, apparently you can connect accounts. Oh, so cool. Can, Maybe I'll give it a go. Well, there's not cross-platform like playing. Like I couldn't play him on PC. Oh, on okay. PS4, but you could connect the account, so like you could share your information. Oh, interesting. But everything in the game, like you can, there is microtransactions, but it's all cosmetic. There are two characters you can unlock when you can when you have enough uh, currency for it. But there's like three different kinds of currencies. There's like crafting materials where you can make your own stuff. There's like store purchasing materials where you can buy like you win a match and you get them and you can buy it in the store. And then there's uh, currency that you pay the microtransaction for. So it's like the real money currency. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, there's too many currencies. It gets really confusing what you can and can't buy with what. And, so like, many that's games just, like, like that now. It's insane. It's, yeah, that's pretty much anything with microtransactions. There's different tiers of currency now. Yep. And it's um, ah, so unnecessary. Even fucking Reddit has it. They got, like, silver, gold, and platinum, like, little badges you can give to post now. And it's just like, fuck everything about this. Um. But so, like, Apex Legends, it's all cosmetics. It's all, like, you know, nothing that really impacts the game except for two characters you can unlock. Um, and so far, I haven't really seen much of those characters, and, like, they don't seem OP or anything. Um, all Every character has a passive ability, an active ability, and then, like, an ultimate. So, like, that's really the only thing that differentiates the characters. You know, besides okay. the styles and stuff. So it's not like, oh, that guy paid a bunch of money and got this one rare character he unlocked. Now no one can beat him. Like, no, it's he's just a different type of character. Um, so it works out well. It balances well, even for a free game. And uh, all the microtransactions aren't in your face. 
uh, so it's not too annoying. Uh, but nice. yeah, a buddy of mine got into it and was really enjoying it. And he's like, I, it's, um, we talked about it before. It's a battle royale game. It's a hero fighter battle royale game. So you basically get it. There's a cast of eight characters. Like I said, two are uh, locked away. And you just pick which character you want. And then your team of three people get dropped into an island. And then it's like PUBG and all the other battle royale games or Fortnite where the, you know, a ring shrinks around it. And you get damaged if you're outside the ring for too long. Yeah, so it's going to be the Fortnite killer it wants to be. People are saying that. Uh, I mean, Fortnite's free also. And, like, I think that's the big thing that worked well for it. Like, that's why people were hesitant for Battleborn. If Battleborn was free, I'm sure that'd still be going right now. Uh, yeah. That's why everyone hated Lawbreakers for multiple reasons. But also you had to pay for that janky-ass piece of shit. Yeah, so I got like, a free copy, and I was like, no wonder I was into it. <laughs> I I got the alpha, and I was like, fuck this. I was free, and I didn't want that. Um, but yeah, people are saying this is the Fortnite killer. It's, I think it's just new. I think that's why it's so popular right now. And people are like, oh, it's you know, on Twitch, there's more viewers for Apex Legends than Fortnite. I think it's just because it's new and shiny. Yeah, and everyone's already familiar with Fortnite. And if you're not playing Fortnite, you have no interest. Um, so it's you know, I don't think it'll be the Fortnite killer. Well, but it I seems it- less childish than Fortnite, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. And I feel like that – and I I know a lot of kids are the ones that are responsible for making Fortnite, Fortnite so popular, but I feel yeah. like a lot of adults are playing too. Yeah, I mean, playing people – it's like Minecraft. There's It's definitely a majority of kids, I would say, but there's definitely a huge audience for like adults and uh, older gamers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Apex Legends, it's, you know, it's still silly, like – you get poses and you get like quotes and stuff the characters can say and still customize them it's not like super gritty diehard gears of war right um but it, yeah it's definitely not as like colorful and i think like fortnite has like a llama pinata and like you get a stuffed bear costume it's not that silly but it's fun it's just it's a i don't know it's pretty uh, laggy when i was playing it a bit but once you got used to it it uh ran pretty well okay um, it's cool. You can fly in and separate, and you just like any battle royale, you land, you loot as much shit as you can, and it's like, hey, you got shitty weapons, tough luck, and you just gotta keep going. And it's weird for someone who likes RNG as much as I do, how annoying that is for me, because I'll land and have like three of the same guns and like none of the ammo for any of it. It's just like, I'm I'm just fucked. Like it's just, I'm I'm better with RNG when it's I guess single player. It's kind of more annoying when it's solo or when it's multiplayer. But that's also weird for me to say because I only play Mr. Heroes on Overwatch. So, I don't know. It just feels weird when it's your equipment, which is randomized against other people. Um, I won one round uh, while playing with a buddy because we happened to kill a guy that had, like, a legendary shotgun that was super strong. And that's the only thing that kept me alive. So, it, like, definitely wasn't skill. That's for sure. Just shit, not what happened. It's just because I had a really good shotgun and anytime someone snuck up on me, I just blew their face off. So, like... Because of just dumb RNG and luck, we happened to kill a guy who happened to have a really good weapon, and I lived. That's the the only thing that happened, because I still really don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Um, So, just stuff like that, and it can kind of get annoying, but, you know, I can see the appeal of it. I don't think I'll be playing this without my buddy, but because it's free, I'm, I'm, you know, easier to jump into it rather than buying it. It is Origin, though, which is annoying, so I had to set up an Origin account. Ooh, yeah. Don't miss that. <laughs> yeah, I realized I actually have never, I have it installed, but I've never actually used Origin on this computer. So I had to like 
change my password three times because I kept forgetting it every time we played. Um, and it's just like, eh, Origins gotten better. It's still just weird and not used to it. Oh, I haven't um, used it in years, but yeah, when I first had my PC set up, it came with a copy of like Battlefield 3 or something. And yeah, yeah. it was through Origin. And I don't know. I liked Battlefield 3. I didn't like Origin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it because they give away free games every now and then. So I got Dead Space and Mass Effect 2 for free. Um, I never plan on playing Dead Space because I am a pussy <laughs> and yeah. don't like scary games. Um, and Mass Effect I already played, but it's nice to know I have a copy on this computer if I need to. If I need to, if that, if my life ever calls me to play <laughs> Mass Effect oh, 2 man. for the fifth <laughs> fucking time, because I played those, I played that whole trilogy so much. Someone just shows up to your house with a gun to your head. Play Mass Effect. All right. Romance Thane. Don't worry about it. I already did. I know his entire storyline. <laughs> I love that fish boy. Uh, oh, Thane is actually one of my favorite characters. Um, but yeah, so Apex Legends is cool. You get like the different types. You got like a tracker who can find traps and like follow people's paths. You got a zipline guy who can like set up ziplines like by himself and you can fly around. A, you know, the defense guy, the healer, the assault characters. And it's cool, but it's, I don't know. I would say as a game, it runs well and it's effective and it does what it's supposed to be doing. It's just, it's not my type of thing. Like I knew it wasn't. And it's fun to jump in with friends. Yeah. I think for someone new like me, it might work better because I, I'm not sure if this is true or not, but it seems like for Fortnite, everybody's already good at that game. So if you're like and, a new well, person trying to dive in, it would be like shitty. I'm not sure if with this other game, Apex Legends, if you're new, everybody else is apparently <laughs> new or Kinda. like sort of new. Yeah. You can see when you're uh, starting, you see like who's on your team and then you see who are the champions of that game. Okay. Usually people who did well in their last games, they have like essentially a bounty on their head. So if you kill these champions, you get more credits or experience or whatever. Nice. Um, so you'll see your squad and you'll see their squad before the game starts. And then you can see everyone, like how many people have, how many times they've killed someone. So you'll have like someone on your team who's like level six, like me, and has only killed three people. So it's like, he's probably not good. And then you got <laughs> people who are like level 75 and the game came out like two or three weeks ago. And it's like, how that's they all they do so much yeah wow but it's also like overwatch where like i'm level like 700 something it's like oh this guy's good it's like no i just have a lot of time in it i'm not good at it because i was telling my friend i'm not good at shooters i'm really shitty at shooters i panic and i have terrible aim and i can't see very well like so i'm bad at shooters overwatch is weird and different like so i i got used to that and i have so much time in it but same with, like, Fortnite. It's weird and different. There's, like, a whole different strategy. It's not just a shooter. Fortnite, yeah, building build walls shit. and shit. Yeah. Uh, with this, with, like, the Battle Royale games, like, the walls close in. So that's a new way I have to learn how to play of, like, uh, keep an eye on the ring and make sure it's not closing in on you. Make sure you're, you know, running away in time. And then when the ring does close, you'll have people, like, camped out by where it stops. So that way, when everyone's running into safety, you can just gun them down and take all their shit. So there's different strategies with these types of games, other than just, like, a Halo shooter. Um, yeah. So that's something I get, get used to. And it's, you know, it is fun. It's not a, it's not a god-awful game, like, a, you know, Lawbreakers was or uh, Bulletstorm or anything like that. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a fine game. It's just not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but I, I could definitely see it do well. And I like I said, I don't think it'll be the Fortnite killer, but I think it'll definitely give it its run for its money. And it'll yeah. be interesting to see what they do. Because, you know, it's a team that did Titanfall and Titanfall 2. And I ideally, this keeps the studio up and, like, out of EA's hands long enough because EA bought them, like, two years ago. Um, 
hopefully it keeps them open and like continuing the Titanfall franchise because some people really love those games and they seem to be doing well. Um, so they're selling wise. And hopefully this doesn't just turn into like what happened with Fortnite where it's like, hey, this is our moneymaker now. Put everyone's attention and talent onto only this game and fuck everything else. Yeah. So, like that would be unfortunate. But yeah, hey, if it does well and it keeps that Titanfall studio open, God, you know, God bless them. Fair enough. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Uh, the one thing that you reminded me of that I forgot to mention of games I've been playing, I while I was homesick one of these days during the past week, I was like, it was like noon or something. So I'm like, midday, I'm like wide awake. I'm like, you know what? What am I going to do? I'm homesick. I might as well play a video game. I'll play uh, Life is Strange 2 Episode 2. Mm-hmm. And I literally started playing that and I just was falling asleep. I was like, and then it got to the point where I'm like, oh man, this game is just not doing it for me. I'll come back another day. And I haven't gotten back to it yet. I do intend on getting to it. I'm, I remember we were all saying like, I'm hopeful that this episode is the one that it like is the turning point where it's like, actually, this is good. It's good now. But, uh, it's so far and not off to a great start with me just being like, this is so boring that I'm falling asleep at midday. But I also was sick. So maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, well, we'll attribute to that. Maybe you had some like cold medicine. Um, I'm curious to see, if, curious to see because I'm watching a let's play of it. I'm not playing it myself. Um, if people are going to be as invest, like granted, the first Life is Strange episode one was like rough too. We all acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see if this is going to keep people's attention to it because I I enjoyed Life is Strange. I enjoyed all of our. Many, 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 many conversations about it. <laughs> yeah, it's this is a Life is Strange podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I or Kingdom I, Hearts. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. I enjoy like the characters were fun. They're not like the greatest I've ever seen in any literature or media of any kind. But like, I do think the games themselves were pretty. Just, I don't think they were anything too unique. We've seen time travel done in games. We've seen butterfly effect done in games. We've seen alternate timelines and all this stuff. We've seen powers. And most of all, we've seen that style of gameplay, mostly in Telltale games, and we saw them dig their own grave by only doing those. Yeah. So I'm curious if Don't Nod is actually going to change things up a bit, or if it's just going to be like, it's this kind of weird, janky, watercolor art style and gameplay mechanics for everything. And the <laughs> acting is okay. Like yeah, there's, that's... there's moments that are great, <sighs> and then like most of it's like, kind of awkward. Yeah. So, I don't know. They've already made... Well, this is their second game, because the, before the storm was actually made by a different studio. Yeah, right. And that, so. I felt like, was more in line with... Well, I guess it's because the same characters. It is all it, comes down to strong yeah. characters, and I feel like they're lacking that in this one so far. Well, that's what I mean. I'm wondering if people are just invested just in Max and Chloe and it's Amber's story. It's a thing, dude. For sure. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Rachel. Because, I mean, I've talked about with Mark plenty of times. He'll love a show or a series or something because he loves one character in it. Like It's, he, it's one of his favorites because this one character is so cool. And I was like, man, this show sucks. That character's cool. This show sucks. And, like, I, I, I can't tolerate that. Like, the whole thing has to be good for me and not just one element. So I'm yeah. wondering if that's the same with The First Life is Strange where people just form this community around it. And it meant a lot to these people. But if it's just that one game, if it was just a, you know, one in a million sort of things where it all worked out correctly for them. Yes, it was firing on all cylinders. It was the timing of that game. It was just the episodicness of it. They had everybody on their seat for a long time. They kept, like, keeping people's interest for a long time until the end of the series. Like, they just 
the execution of Life is Strange, the first game, was absolutely perfect, and hence them blowing up the way they did. Uh, it's hard to do that again, and I think they're going to struggle with it. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm not already optimistic for Life is Strange 2. It's, it is a bummer because I, I, it makes me want to replay these games. I love them so much. <laughs> I want to replay Before the Storm. That was worth it. I feel like plenty of people, uh, miss out on Before the Storm and kind of just like neglect it or don't even know about it, which is just like, oh man, it's definitely really, it adds a lot to the whole concept of these games. Yeah, but I, I think you just like helped prove my point. You're saying it's like per- perfect and fired on all, still, all cylinders. I disagree. I enjoyed the games, but there definitely were a lot of like flubs and flaws they had in it. And uh, one of the biggest, I think, is the forethought of where that game was going and if it was going to continue. I thought they were just like, hey, this is a cool idea. And it blew up and they're like, oh, shit, we need more. Because I think before the storm shows how little they actually thought out. Uh, I mean, we, don't, we won't make it a whole Life of Shame right. talk anymore. We'll keep it short. Um, but Amber's character. I think they actually thought thought very little of it because they had an idea of who she is in the first game. And now that she's a main character in Before the Storm, they had to change her character around. And now people are more sympathetic to her. Whereas yeah. in the first Life of Strange, she's kind of a bitch. Yeah, no, she sleeps is. with the teacher and Frank and like a few others and like fucks Chloe over. So it's like. Yeah, that, that was the other studio taking liberties, if I'm not mistaken, like kind of retconning things to make their story work. But I, I could be wrong. I feel like they left a lot of things in the air and they're like, we're just going to do it our way. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think it is that studio thing is liberties, but it seems like people like those liberties more than the actual game because they're like, oh, I love Amber <laughs> and Chloe's relationship. I was like, Amber's a bitch. Yeah, Amber no, fucked I, her over all the time. Like, That's not a healthy relationship at all. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. So I just, I, I enjoyed those games. I enjoyed talking about them and like seeing all the fan art of them because some of the fan art's amazing. Like it definitely hit people and certain communities really hard and it's great. Um, but like, there are definitely flaws, and I think a lot of people have those, you know, rose-tinted glasses looking back on it. It's like, if you have to sit through the entire five episodes arc of that game again, you're going to you're gonna hate, like, a good 30% because it's just sl- so slow and drags on. Yeah, but that I, th- I think that's, like, the charm of the indiness of it all. Like, they're going for that vibe, the hipster vibe. I don't know. It's, I think yeah. that's something they really perfected on the first game specifically. They really got the teen angst down and, like, the drama and the emotions. But this, this second game is just not really doing it just yet. There's definitely been moments where I'm like, oh, this is almost Life is Strange, but it just doesn't even feel it. So, I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated as I play. Yeah, I'm just worried it's going to be a Telltale Studios all over again. It it's sure very it's similar. on that path. It yeah. sure seems it. Yeah. Um, but that'll do it for the game discussion. I guess we can maybe wrap this episode up with some news topics real quick. Is there anything that's jumping out at you? Yeah, let's get the depressing one out of the way first. Oh, Blizzard good idea. Had a big announcement saying 2018 was one of their most fiscally successful years of all time. Highest grossing revenues they've seen in quite a while. They're making tons of money. They're doing super successful. By the way, 480 people are laid off. See ya. Wait, and I was just going to say, wait, they're so successful. How is this bad news? Whoa, wait, 800 people fired? 400. I don't know the exact number, but it's like over 400 people were just laid off with no warning whatsoever. Just gone. Your ties are cut. Like. Clean your desk out. See you later. Like, that's it. And people are asking, like, how can you say this is the most successful year you've had fiscally in decades if you just laid off so many people, hundreds of people? I think that might be how how they're funding the success. I mean, that's what (laughs) some people are speculating. That's really fucking dark and fucked up. Like, 
Yeah, that makes absolutely no sense. If anything, you think you would reward your employees for a job well done. (laughs) No, Blizzard don't care. Blizzard's not... I mean, Blizzard's never cared. They're a very emotionalist. Like, they're pretty much like the Apple of video games. Yeah. Some people are diehard fans of it, but a lot of them don't understand why, because it is just like, they are in it for making money. If a game's not making money, they won't do it. That's so sad, but I guess I understand capitalism, bro, but... Uh, I mean, I I understand if that's what they're doing. Like, EA is very unabashed about that. They're like, hey, if you make us money, we'll keep you alive. If you don't, we'll shut your business down and fire everyone. We don't care. We're heartless monsters. And, like, that's (laughs) what they are. They don't hide about it. But Blizzard tries to lean on both sides, saying, like, nah, we know what fans want. We're going to make a big announcement at BlizzCon about Diablo, the thing everyone wants to hear about. It's Diablo. Guess what? Mobile Diablo. Mobile. It's like, (laughs) what? You're so fucking out of touch with what your audience wants and community wants. And they're just like, don't you have phones? And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. So, like, Blizzard oh, can't play both sides cringy. by having their own convention of, like, just sucking their di- own dick for three days and, you know, seven hours a day. And then, like, act like they're part of the community when they just, like, fire a huge portion of their own team and really don't give any explanation why. So That's it's just like, harsh. And, yeah, yeah, definitely depressing. I feel bad for anybody affected by that. I hope you guys can find some work. That is shit. Yeah, and same thing with like the Telltale Studios thing where it just shut down. Uh, something I've seen, especially on Twitter, is a lot of the indie studios and indie developers, uh, Mitch Gettleman from Harebrained Schemes, like, yeah. reaching out and saying, like, anyone from these studios that just lost your job ex- unexpectedly and don't know how you're going to feed your family and stuff, reach out to us. We got openings. We're happy to work with you. Like, show us your portfolio and resumes. And, like, all of these indie studios reaching out to people saying, like, hey, we'll help you out. Because they actually give a shit about their teams. Because they're not just a conglomeration that just feed on money and, like, 100%. despair. So, it is extremely unfortunate that happened at Blizzard. The little shining ray of hope, though, is seeing the indie studios reaching out and helping everyone. And which is why I wanted to support Monster Prom and Wander Song and you know these smaller devs because definitely that community is loving. Yeah, it's really good. So that's good. Get that out of the way first. Oh well, I have one that's kind of a, a good news. I mean, it doesn't affect me at all because I really could care less. But maybe this will make somebody's day. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker <laughs> follow-ups reportedly shelved. Uh, IGN uh. article reads, and yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't think anybody liked the his rendition of the Joker, the whole, like, tattoos all over his face, or he's, like, broken, or whatever the fuck it said, and he just looked like a total tool. Uh, I never saw the movie, I have no interest, I don't, I, I'm not a Batman fan, so I already, everyone's like, fuck you, Doug, so, but, <laughs> I don't know, the, the only Joker that I really have ever really encountered was, uh... Heath God, Ledger. Why can't, yeah, Heath Ledger, and he did a fantastic job. So I feel like that is like really big shoes to fill. And this guy's weird ass like ghetto Joker wasn't doing it for anybody. And yeah, the, apparently the people who are continuing to write movies for him have decided to say we're not going to do that or pursue him as the Joker anymore. Yeah, I'm sure he had creative inputs on the Joker in Suicide Squad. I'm sure the director, designers, or producers, or someone else had a much bigger role in that. But he also portrayed him the way he portrayed him. Apparently yeah. on set, he even sent some of his co-stars uh, like a pig's body with used condoms inside of him. Because that's something the Joker would do. And he's like super method. And Jared Leto is easily the worst part of any movie he's ever in. He's just such a fucking asshole now. Um, he might have been good back in the day on like American Psycho and Mr. Nobody, but like these days he's just so deplorable and just so douchey. Yeah, so I'm not trying to slander the dude, but I thought no, there was also him. some kind of like 
uh, like sexual misallegations or any or allegations Probably. against him for like yeah he's some like band member uh thirty seconds of Mars yeah. I want to doubt it put it past him him abusing his power as an actor and a uh, rock star but uh yeah he's no longer gonna be the Joker so I think that is good news but no I agree I, I'm not a fan at all he was easily the worst part of Blade Runner twenty forty nine and that was one of my favorite movies in quite a while and he's just like every scene with him is just like. He was playing an egotistical maniac, but he was playing it too well. Like, it seems like he's got experience with that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Batman, though, yeah. uh, and hanging up the towel, uh, Ben Affleck confirms he's no longer going to be Batman. I guess he retired his cowl on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I This is another IGN article. I didn't see that. Did you? No, I don't watch any of that. But if Ben Affleck did, was it Batman vs. Superman was the first Batman movie he did? Yeah. And immediately after that, you could tell he was trying to get out of it. And he signed <laughs> off to do like 50 appearances as Batman, like in commercials or cameos or this or that. But you could tell instantly he wanted out. And it's just like, fuck, you shouldn't have signed up for that many if you if you didn't have faith in it, man. The money looked good. <laughs> I, I mean, it always does. And then George Clooney's in Batman Forever. And, you know, we see how that goes. Oh, man. Pat nipples. Why were there nipples on the suit? Oh, uh, God. Yeah, so DC is continuing to uh, flounder. Uh, coincidentally, uh, they got their DC streaming service going with Young Justice and all that, and fucking Young Justice is really good, but also I'm extremely biased. Um, but their newer show, Doom Patrol, just started, and apparently that's amazing. It's getting great reviews, and that's with Brendan Fraser as voicing as uh, Robot Man. Oh, in that. shit. And uh, Matt Boomer, who was in uh, White Collar and like a few other stuff. I think he's a great actor. I'm surprised he's not in more stuff. I think he's fantastic. Brandon um, Fraser has returned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, Timothy Dalton's in it. So that's apparently very good. So if you were waiting for Doom Patrol, which for anyone who doesn't know, if you remember uh, Teen Titans, the you know old show and stuff, uh, Beast Boy, that was his first group. That's where his purple and black suit came from. That's the Doom Patrol suit. And that's kind of a less known uh group in the dc universe so i'm just excited to see a lesser known cast and you know comic series getting you know a lot of attention and doing well so that's Definitely. really cool love the beastie boys um uh, excuse me what? <laughs> i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no uh there uh you had some other stuff in here that i found kind of interesting i don't want to like steal it from you but it was no, something about the nintendo direct they mentioned final fantasy 9 is going to be on switch and like i <sighs> i'm de- you're yeah. like here's another thing for you to buy it on i'm tempted but i'm not don't, gonna do it but don't. the funniest thing about it in our slack immediately after you mention it aj is like already ahead of you and he posts Fucking a picture AJ. of his switch with final fantasy 9 loaded up so i'm like god damn it aj that is classic aj aj is the game aj is the type of gamers i hate the most he just <laughs> full like full loyalty to whatever company or studio i'll buy it no just, matter what just, me too uh, yeah just like oh Depends on what the game is, but this game means the world to AJ and I, and I'm sure I, many other gamers. It's it's I worth it. buying multiple times if you're that crazy over it. I only think it's worth it, though, if you're like getting some kind of improved version where it's like, yeah, an HD remaster, which I think for the Switch, it's got to be better than what it was on PS1. I could understand if, you, if you're buying it and like, this is the only time you've ever been able to play it like before in like years or whatever or ever. But like, I know for a fact he's got a gaming PC and a Switch. And probably a PlayStation you could have bought it on the e-store from. Like, he has other ways of playing it, and he's probably bought them on all those. So it's just like, 
Stop. But Stop. one of the most enticing things about the switches, and I've mentioned this Mobility. on a previous episode, uh, when I one time I was beating Final Fantasy IX for the first time ever, actually, and I was like in college, I'd played it all my childhood, never got to beat it. I'm finally beating the game, and the power went out. At least if I'm playing on the Switch, I don't have that problem. It's like handheld. <laughs> well, I'm the like, battery could it. die. It could, but I feel like you'd see that coming. You should, yeah. Oh so. man. But it's no, that's just, good for AJ. I'm happy for him. I'm. Uh, I might end up joining the ranks. Uh, <laughs> you're buying it just for Tetra Master, and that's like a third of the way through the game. It's true, and I. Oh man, I have it on my phone, and it's not even installed. I should actually get back into that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Nintendo Direct happens. Uh, got Dragon Quest Nine stuff, or Dragon Quest Eleven, excuse me. Uh, updates, Fire Emblem updates. Uh, Ult- Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, which was very unexpected. Um, I don't. I'm not sure because like the first one was real fun and it's like eh, probably not great. It probably could use a lot more polish. Same with those X-Men Legends games that were very similar to it. Uh, Ultimate Alliance 2 was not good though. Like I remember playing that with my dad. It was not good. Damn. So we'll see how that goes, especially now that it's all involved with like the Marvel Cinematic Universe now probably. So there's probably more people poking and prodding and changing it than need to. Right. Uh, what else? Box Boy and Box Girl were announced for the Switch. Um, apparently this is a game that was ported over to Switch. I'm not familiar with it though. Me so neither. Maybe anyone who knows that is familiar. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2. The game series known as, fuck it, you think you're so smart, you make it by Nintendo. <laughs> Which, yeah. I see those memes and I love it because it's, it's very accurate. It is. Uh, what else? More, uh, Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, getting DLC for that. And, uh, two player co op. So those are very fun, uh, games. Uh, Tsum Tsum? Is getting a game, the TSUM, which are just the little, like, essentially Beanie Baby Disney characters, is getting oh, a man. video game. I don't know. Your pronunciation made me think of those terrible old-ass commercials like Zoom Zoom, and it was that kid for, like, a car commercial. Oh, yeah. No, these are just a further way for Disney to keep continually perpetuating their merchandise with games of, like, is it a toy for games? Is it a game for toys? Is it a game about to Like, you know. All those old like eighties cartoons where it's like this solely exists to sell more toys. This game oh, exists wow. to sell more like beanie baby things or whatever they're called. Yeah, I'm googling these Tsum Tsums and they are exactly that, just collectible yeah. characters. It's, yeah, it's just that. Um had, there's a there was an update for Yoshi's Crafted World, so that's getting a little more attention. It's coming out bit by bit. Um Tetris ninety nine, which seems to be really popular right now on like Twitch and stuff. Yeah. It's just Tetris, and you play with against 99 other people and just see who can be first and, like, survive the longest. Um, so it's nothing special, just you're playing Tetris uh, competitively now online. Uh, Undertale and Deltarune are on Switch. Uh, Rune uh, is free, and it's, like, the quasi-sequel. Eh, kind of. Uh, Dead by Daylight's on Switch now. Uh, uh, what was it? Hellblade? Senua Sacrifice? Yeah. You were excited about that. That's on Switch now. Uh, I don't... I, I am and am not, because I'm pretty sure that's the game that's, like, uh, anxiety, like, yeah. in a game. Like, oh, man, it's basically you hear voices in your head and shit. I, I would be interested in playing it just for the experience, but I think it would also fuck with me, so I might just pass. Yeah, that might happen. Um, Astral Chain is a game by Platinum Games, who do the Nier Automata, Bayonetta, Beautiful Joe... Like, fucking amazing games, and they're usually really good. Yeah. Um, so I don't know much about that, but they announced a new game for Switch, so that's going to be interesting to keep an eye on. Uh, and probably the biggest announcement was uh, Link's Awakening remastered on Switch. Like, it's 
3D. It's like all new polish and stuff to it, and it looks really nice. That is so, huge. Yeah, that's I might get that because I didn't play the original Link's Awakening back in the day. Me so neither, actually. So that'd be a good way to dive in, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, all the Zelda games are really formulaic, so I'm not expecting any crazy twist. But it might just be a fun, you know, if it's like 30 bucks, I might get it. Yeah. Uh, but people were immediately shitting on the style, saying it was too cartoony and it looks weird and different. And here's a fun fact. That's exactly what people were saying when Wind Waker was announced. And now people say they love Wind Waker and act like they've always loved it. No. Back when it first came out, people were so pissed and angry about the cell shading. And that's exactly what's happening now. So people are dumb and just repeating themselves in history. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I like shell, cell shading. I love Jet Set Radio Future. I think that style should be more popular, but I'm sure it's not easy to do. It, yeah, I'm sure it's not easy. And when it's done well, it's done beautifully. And there are some games where it's not done so great. But it's, yeah. you know, it could be worse if it was supposed to be like photorealistic. Like, that'd be a worse style. Some might argue that the not-so-great ones are Jet Set Radio. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I really it, love those games. I like the idea of it. The controls were tough. Like, yeah. It doesn't handle well. Jet Set Radio Future, though, that was smooth as fuck in Xbox <laughs> Xbox original, baby. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because uh, we're already going a little long. Uh, Marvel's launching more shows uh, about superhero shit that like everyone's already exhausted with and speed to death. Uh, but we're getting Howard the Duck, Dazzler, and Tigra as a show, and Modoc. Which is a giant head monster. Yeah, wait a minute. I know Modoc. I'm not sure familiar with the others, but he's getting a show. Yeah, and Patton Oswalt's involved, so I'm on board. I trust him. What? That Howard, is insane. Howard the Duck was an old comic book series that was made into a movie that effectively killed the entire series. Like that movie was so bad it ruined the rest of it. Um, but it was back in the eighties. Uh and Kevin Smith is supposed to be involved with the new Howard the Duck. He was actually uh, Howard the Duck was in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy One. Uh, when the collector's base gets destroyed and he's like picking everything up and you see a duck like drinking a martini glass, that's Howard <laughs> the Duck. Okay. And uh, Dazzler is from like X-Men, but this isn't going to be an X-Men show. But, like they're very clear on saying like this isn't X-Men. This is just an X-Men character uh, teaming up with Tigra, who is pretty self-explanatory, like a tiger-based female heroine. Um, and Dazzler's like a rock star in her day job and then a superhero at night and stuff. Um, and that's going to be... Uh, uh, Chelsea Handler is going to be involved with that show and that makes me very concerned because like I don't, I don't know I wouldn't really call her a stand-up comedian she's like a talk show host and a very like politically like uh, snippy talk show host like Bill Maher so like yeah. I don't know if she how she can handle a show and like I don't know what her involvement is necessarily so like we'll see okay um Monster Hunter movie set for September 2020, so that's going to be disappointing. Uh, <laughs> and ending on a good note, fucking Hollow Knight and Team Cherry. They're talking about making a DLC where you can play as um, Hornet, which is like a character you meet in Hollow Knight, and it's a very cool character. And they said, hey, we're going to make some DLC, and it took a while. And they're like, hey, you know what? Fuck the DLC. You're getting a whole new game. Here's a Hollow Knight sequel starring Hornet. You can play as her. There's 150 enemies. There's all new environments, all new art, all new mechanics. Go nuts. This is just an unannounced sequel they just dropped on us. And people are just, Hollow Knight fans are just losing their minds and creaming in the pants. And I'm one of them because like, oh boy. That's a really cool, like a good note to end on. Yeah. Wow. Very awesome dev move. Especially because Team Cherry is like three guys. Like it's a really small team and just... 
their work is amazing. And, like, I'm excited, but I'm also scared because Hollow Knight was really hard. And, like, I don't know if I want to get frustrated again. But, like, I'm so happy this game is just being just going to exist in the world because, like, God, they're so good. Uh, did the sequel cost money? I'm sure it does. But but I, the fact that I was wondering if they were initially planning DLC. Well, DLC would cost money, too, for the most, yeah. for the most part. So, yeah. And How much was it? There's and uh, Hollow Knight's had plenty of updates up till now, and like DLC that was free. Yeah. So there's plenty. Of, there's been plenty of like updates and expansions that you should get for free without you know any more. Um, they they just announced that it's coming out, so they haven't announced like a price or a date exactly yet. Okay, that but, makes sense. Like, Hollow Knight's not that expensive. Let me double check to see. Yeah, it's all TBA uh, to be announced. Okay. Um, but yeah, Hollow Knight like I think I don't even think it was ever sixty dollars even to begin with. So, yeah, on Steam right now, Hollow Knight's 15. Damn, so okay, that, if nice. So, that really gives you an idea. And it's just like, I have maybe like 60 hours in Hollow Knight. There's so much content. I And that's a game I just like dropped. I was like, I'm happy. I'm done. I'm moving on. I have to get on with my life. Like, because there's so much more stuff that I just didn't have time to get back to. Then but unannounced sequel. <laughs> more sequel. It's just like, oh, no. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm happy it exists. I don't know if I'll actually play it because like. It's so big. It's such a massive camp, uh, Metroidvania game, but it's so good and beautiful and well done. And it's it's Dark Souls for bugs. It, that like oh yeah, I remember you saying this. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's so good. And, and people are just losing their mind. They're just like, hey, remember that DLC we promised? It's a full fledged game now because we like you guys that much. It's just like, oh, you guys. I hope you don't get bought out by EA and then destroyed. For sure. No, I was gonna say that's a dev team to support for sure. Yeah. Very cool. Um, well, then we can wrap this episode up. That was fun. Uh, let's do some plugs. Uh, you mentioned you have a podcast other than this one. You traitor. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> let's hear about hey, where our listeners can find that. Basic keeps giving me shit for talking about anime on this show, so I took it somewhere else. Do you at least host on Pinecast? Yes. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> I get that discount. Uh, so, yes, my other show is Are We But There Yet? W-E-E-B. And it's... Uh, anime podcast where two anime experts try to convert an anime novice and get him into anime by watching three episodes of a show every week uh so like i said we just recorded yu haka show that'll probably be out in two weeks and uh one of our hosts is going on a cruise so we're getting a big backlog going so we're, we're recording a bunch but we've done you know uh, my hero academia we've done uh uh, Your Name, which is a very popular anime movie. Did Perfect Blue, which is a very upsetting anime movie. It's oh, very no. good. But it was good, but I was like, oh boy, it was rough. Um, and yeah, we've done a bunch of FLCL. So yeah, check that out. Definitely. Um, and listeners, if you like the show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. All of our handles on the internet are ABT Silence. So we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch. I'll be streaming some more Kingdom Hearts 3. I didn't stream the ending. And in fact, I think certain scenes are blocked. So if you're watching me play Kingdom Hearts, it'll be like the most crucial cutscene. You can't watch it. So I, I hate that shit. So hopefully that doesn't disappoint you if also, you end up watching the stream. The music that'll play. Like I know a lot of the Frozen scenes were muted on like everyone's streams. Because yep. that's Disney. They'll get you. Yeah, they they totally protect their shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tell a friend, family member, uh, cousin. Oh. Well, that's a family member. Damn it, I'm running out of things to say. It's <laughs> Pets, been 270 neighbors, some episodes. Jesus garbage Christ. man. Yeah, uh, there you go. Tell your garbage man. Nate, he would like listening to us on his When you're route. thrown out our podcast, I hear this. <laughs> but yeah, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. See ya. See ya.